Welcome to the Don't Trip on the Usual Travel Podcast from Beyond Experiences. My name is Anand. I have Rashmi here with me to speak about a Himalayan beauty, the country of Bhutan. Hi, Rashmi. Hi. Why is Bhutan called a happy country? That's an interesting question. Uh, so obviously, Bhutan is the country which had pioneered this whole concept of uh, gross national happiness uh, quite some time back. Uh, it's really about measuring the prosperity of a country, not really by economic uh, parameters or barometer of wealth, etc. But it's really about uh, happiness. Now, if you ask me, this is my travel experience. If I have to say, I would say there are a few things probably which is contributing to this. You know, when I landed in Bhutan, first thing that I realized is that everyone is quite rooted in tradition. Everyone wears traditional dress. Uh, they respect each other. This is a Buddhist country. It's a Himalayan kingdom, small Buddhist country, and people are religious. Uh, maybe it has got to do with Buddhism also, because uh, Buddhism uh, gives a lot of importance to spirituality and uh, well-being rather than materialistic things. So that could be one. Uh, but what was very interesting about this country was that there is a huge amount of respect for environment. Even if you speak with school kids or uh, locals out there, uh, they would tell you that the school curriculum has subjects which are about environmental protection. Uh, they also teach basic agricultural techniques to all the kids in school. So there is a huge amount of respect for the environment. The overall pace of life itself is very slow. You know, no honking, uh, no traffic lights. Uh, so if there is no stress. There is no honking. There is no uh, running around to get ahead in life. I think there is less of stress, and there should be happiness. And in general, I also found that the people there were not selfish. They were very helpful. In fact, uh, this one of the incidents that I always remember about Bhutan is that you know we were uh, doing sightseeing, and throughout the day uh, we went to a lot of places. And then when I reached hotel in the evening. Uh, I realized that my handbag was missing, so I called the driver, who by then had already reached home, and I told him that my bag uh, I would have, you know, left it in the car. So he checked and said the bag is not there. Even before I could ask, he immediately said he'll be back and he'll take me back to the marketplace uh, because that's where I was, uh, you know, spending time shopping and having coffee, etc. So he came back in the evening. We went back to the uh, marketplace. And then we checked with one or two shops, and then we went to the coffee shop where I had actually had coffee. And what was surprising was that lady; she immediately recognized me. She had kept the bag in a drawer properly, and the moment she saw me, she told me, "Oh, you forgot your bag here. Here is it." I didn't have a heart to open the bag and check anything. The bag had a lot of cash. It had my passport. It had a camera. But I was so amazed by her, you know. Uh, caring attitude uh, she was expecting me to come back of course so i was quite touched then this driver drops me back and i wanted to pay him because it was an extra amount of service that uh, he had rendered uh, it was very cold i had traveled in december but he immediately said no he said no you forgot your bag it's okay it's it's a part of you know everyday thing people can forget i can't be charging you extra money that's not correct 
I was quite shocked. You know, this is not a rich country. It's a small country. Uh, it's not that people are rich uh, or they make a lot of money uh, by driving around like the way you do in uh, in the European countries, etc. But that gesture was so warm. It's it's as if it was his duty uh, to ensure that I get my belonging back. So I think that's that's why I believe that people are uh, they ardent followers of Buddhism. They are uh, fairly spiritual. The traditional respect and mutual love is something that stands out there, and these are, according to me, our components of happiness. So, Bhutan is is a country which will always uh, remain very special. Uh, I would love to go back again. I traveled there quite some time back, uh, but yeah, I I genuinely believe this is what makes that country happy. And the top places to visit in Bhutan. Bhutan actually is a very small country, uh, but of course it's a mountainous uh, terrain. But usually, what happens? Most of the travelers or tourists they end up visiting Paro, which is where the international airport is, uh, and Thimphu, which is the capital city, or at max they add a Punakha Valley in between. But if you ask me, there's more to Bhutan beyond Paro, beyond Thimphu, beyond Punakha. So if you're really considering bhutan or you know thinking of going on a vacation to bhutan some of the places which should be in the plan apart from paro apart from thimphu apart from punakha uh, should be places like phopchika phopchika is a valley if you are somebody who uh, wants to be uh, you know uh, one with nature spend quite time etc it's a great place also for those of you who are into birding i think uh, phopchika is great It's lush green. Uh, then there is Bumthang Valley. Bumthang Valley is a little far uh, from Paro or Thimphu. It has an airport, so you can actually take a domestic uh, flight and go there. It has many valleys, many monasteries, many lakes. You know, people call it. The locals actually say it's a, a place of hidden valleys. Extremely beautiful place. Very scenic. Uh, very quiet. You can easily spend three days in Bumthang. Then there is Ha Valley. Ha Valley is very close to Paro, uh, a rural kind of a town, uh, hardly populated, I would say. A lot of uh, scope to see a lot of birds and butterflies, etc. There is another place called uh, Lunse. Uh, if you really want to have a taste of rural Bhutan, I think this is the place uh, you must go. This, uh, incidentally, is also the Uh, ancestral place of the royal family of Bhutan. Uh, so, spending a two days there would give you a very different feel of the place. The other place I would also suggest is Gasa. A uh, lot of hot springs. Uh, Bhutan. Otherwise, if you go to Bhutan, you'll end up uh, taking a lot of short hikes, uh, a few treks. Uh, it's a mountainous journey, so you'll be tired. But Gasa clearly will be a fairly relaxing place. What were your standout experiences in Bhutan? I mean, you talked about Bhumthang, and you talked about a lot of places, which really stood out and and uh, you know stays in your memory, like the memory of that uh, driver who took you around the place and got that bag back. So there are quite a few uh, standout experiences for me. Uh, the first one, of course, is the Tiger's Nest or Taksang, as they call it. Uh, it's an uphill trek. I am not a religious person, uh, but this was a great trek. It almost felt like a spiritual walk because you are chasing these prayer flags all the way up to the top, and then you take so many stairs and you know climb down. 
so this is the place which is believed to be uh, the place where guru rinpoche or uh, guru padma sambhava as he's more commonly known um, who was also the founder of uh, buddhism in bhutan he had meditated in one of these caves right and uh, even today monks are supposed to meditate there they have to graduate as a practicing monk so as per legend uh, apparently uh, guru padma sambhava he came to this place on a tiger's back he flew into this place and that's how the place got its name extremely scenic uh, it's at a very high elevation it's quite a walk uh, so if you are not really somebody who's uh, fit enough to you know climb up the hill and then climb down the stairs again climb up etc uh, you may want to consider missing out or you know not going there but otherwise uh, for people who have a moderate amount of fitness you can take breaks and walk at your own pace this is something that uh, should not be missed i would have felt very bad if i had missed this place the national museum was also a very very informative place it really speaks about uh, the ancient culture of bhutan uh, the monarchs uh, the way of life what people believe in artifacts etc so in case you want to have more information after you have visited all these places met locals you must make it a point to visit national museum bumtang valley like i said it's a place which is also known as hidden valleys it indeed is it's a great place i think if you're going to bumtang like i said you have to take a flight from paro to bumtang uh, make it a point to stay there for 2 3 days minimum punakha valley actually in itself is something that is very very different kind of a feel right uh walking over the suspension bridge so there is a suspension bridge which is dotted with these uh, prayer flags it's not a very long bridge it's like roughly 150 odd meters uh but it's it's a it's a lovely walk over that bridge punakha zong uh, punakha in fact uh, means palace of happiness so punakha zong is by the river very peaceful very beautiful uh so that's another place which was a very very different kind of experience a valley uh it's not like thimphu which has some amount of you know uh, urban feel etc so from punakha uh if you drive till less than an hour there's a place called kamsunguli the kamsunguli chotan is a 45 minute uh, walk uphill walk that's another place uh, which was uh, very very nice so i always uh, believe that if you go to a place you should stay in a place for 2 to 3 days you know Uh, village town whatever it is to get a real feel of this place so because i was there in punakha for 3 nights i was able to see kamsunguli uh, for those of you who are into adventure uh, punakha also has uh, river rafting options during season but yeah otherwise uh, quiet place kamsunguli is great uh, punakha zong is really lovely and just the stay itself will be a different kind of experience then there is chelela pass uh, and dochula pass both of them offer great views of himalayas another interesting uh, place is called uh, chimi lakhan in i think uh, local it's the fertility temple so this was built by the divine madman uh, this is something that uh, you must visit it's an interesting concept brought to life through symbols and 
art forms so typically in bhutan couples were not able to conceive they come there to seek the blessings of the divine madman but uh, what's very unique is that this is a buddhist country uh, in general uh, buddhism is you know unlike hinduism uh, which talks about four stages of life etc buddhism also talks about the same but unlike india where you find lot of temples which talk about it very openly uh, in a buddhist uh, kind of country i was not expecting uh, that kind of symbols being you know uh, clearly painted out in the uh, on the walls and uh, all the locals are aware of its importance uh, like i said all the couples were not able to uh, conceive etc they come there for uh, getting the blessings of the madman so it was an interesting thing so that's why i said this is a country which is really uh, rooted in tradition uh, their belief systems are fairly uh, you know related to philosophical uh, and spiritual way of living rather than really about materialistic culture there is an animal called takin there which is supposed to be a cross breed of goat and cow uh, it also has a lot of religious significance in bhutan uh, the animal itself uh, so it's spoken about in their mythological scriptures so takin preserve is a place uh, which one must visit then the buddha statue at thimphu i am usually not a statue person but yeah it's so huge that it almost gives you a feeling that buddhas will be watching you all the time wherever you go in thimphu and finally the hot springs of uh, gasa uh, like i said very relaxing a do nothing kind of two day stay in gasa is not a bad idea and how's the food in bhutan is it very uh, related to indian food or does it have tibetan influences or or how's it so bhutanese food if you see uh, is quite influenced it at least appears to be influenced by tibetan food uh, the indian cuisines and the chinese food uh, of course now it has its own version of uh, bhutanese version very different from all three but uh, if you stay there for long uh, you start getting that feeling that it's inspired from here it's inspired from there so one dish that everyone talks about is called emadachi it's basically chilies and cheese and you really have to be a, a gutsy person to try it out it's supremely hot so the locals uh consume this with rice it is it's almost like a, a side dish with rice on a daily basis of course for uh, people from outside uh, it won't be a easy win but yeah you must try it and what's interesting about this uh, imadachi is there are different versions of uh, this whole dachi concept so this one is let's say chilies and cheese you also have uh, chilies and potatoes and some other veggies with meat etc so it's made up of you know uh, green yellow red chilies and uh, the yak cheese is quite popular there uh, in fact we find a lot of yak cheese uh, being commonly used in arunachal pradesh also in india and garnished with your onions tomatoes etc etc but be careful if you are trying that up then for the non vegetarians uh, there's something which is uh, spicy chicken they call it a maru or jasha maru uh, in their local language again a mix of a uh, lot of spices and uh, chicken sometimes they also add other types of meat like beef etc so it's like a, a 
should say soupy kind of a uh, texture so hefty portion of liquid you know broth chicken broth so again it's a side dish that's served with uh, red rice uh, momos are available everywhere so you get uh, veg momos you get non veg momos uh, red rice is very very common in bhutan uh, in fact if you are a vegetarian don't worry because uh, you get great vegetarian food including the likes of curd rice so that's absolutely not an issue while one may think that you know being a buddhist country to be uh, vegetarian country or something like that everybody would be vegans vegetarians etc but that's not the case uh, in fact people consume uh, meat on a very very regular basis the other thing uh, you'll find is that uh, along with your meal that's why i said a lot of chinese influence sometimes you can kind of feel so they also serve you different kind of tea you know black tea green tea etc so uh, just like in china they keep serving you that uh, chinese tea along with meal and that's also something that's quite commonly seen in a lot of restaurants and if you want to try the local beverages then uh, there are local beverages which are basically these fermented drinks made from rice millet wheat etc so of course very strong uh, it's called uh, ara or arak uh, in bhutan so uh, you can try that the other one which is very commonly uh, thing i uh, spoke about is that yak cheese it's called chulpi uh, like i said very common in arunachal pradesh and sikkim also so you want to try that now unlike your uh, you know paneer the cottage cheese that's that we are very used to in india which is very soft in texture this one is really hard so the way of consuming it is that you pop it in the mouth into your mouth and then uh, you know keep it in your mouth for some time till it becomes soft and then start chewing otherwise it's very hard wow that seems to be some serious spice in the food yeah what's the best time to travel to bhutan by the way best time to travel is between uh, march to october winter is harsh and i can uh, vouch for this because i had traveled during the month of december it was quite cold uh, however uh, for me the plus point was uh, no crowd and uh, snow at certain places but yeah otherwise if you want to uh, really have a pleasant weather and enjoy your stay uh, march to october is great but in between you may want to uh, not visit during the monsoon season uh, monsoon season otherwise it's quite a round the year destination it's a, it's a great small country really different feel you know what's very interesting that you'll find is that uh, all the houses offices they have some kind of a uh, similar uh, exteriors in terms of the kind of paintings that are there uh the way these uh, wooden panels are built so there is some amount of homogeneity in the structure so that's why i feel that you know you don't get stressed out because you really don't have to uh try and see what is different from what they're very very similar in each other it's so similar to each other in their look and feel so that's another thing that uh, was interesting uh, everyone likes to wear their uh, uh, traditional attire both men and women so when you land in bhutan you'll find that uh, all the people your guides your drivers uh, people who are manning the shops people who work in government offices or wherever they're all wearing a traditional dress and they're quite happy about it so you want to buy some of the uh, handicrafts and uh, 
local artifacts from Bhutan. They're also quite nice. And you want to buy their Krishna attire. It's called Kira. Is there anything else that one should definitely try out when in Bhutan? So Bhutan is known for archery. Their national sport is archery. Uh, and uh, one can easily uh, go and play a couple of rounds of uh, shooting these arrows with the locals. So you may want to try your own skills with the locals. Uh, it's a good way to spend some time with the locals also. Uh, the Bhutanese cultural performance is also quite nice. It's again informative and it's always good to take a guide in Bhutan. These guys are, all these guides are very friendly and they explain everything. So even during the cultural performance, they'll be able to explain uh, what is being narrated, what's the story all about. So that's another thing that uh, uh, you want to try. Nowadays, actually, uh, cycling is quite common. So for uh, people who like cycling and Bhutan is such a small country, actually cycling is a great idea. You know, uh, you will spend your day trekking or going to some zong, uh, to some palace monument, etc. And when you have free time, I think you should just take a bicycle and you know, ride around, cycle around the place. Uh, it's a great way of uh, exploring that place at your own pace. And just walk around the streets. It's so peaceful. Like I said, nobody honks, no traffic lights. Uh, everything moves at a slow pace. So that's that's why people like to just park themselves in Bhutan for a couple of days to you know, break away from the hustle and bustle of city life. Hustle and bustle of city life. I almost miss that, man. You know, it's this whole uh, COVID-related, pandemic-related lockdown and the resultant lack of chaos. I'm almost missing traffic jams, for God's sake. Anyway, thanks, Rashmi. Thanks for dropping by to speak with us about Bhutan. Pleasure having you here. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to the Don't Trip on the Usual Travel Podcast from Beyond Experiences. That was Rashmi talking about her experiences in Bhutan. Till the next time, take care, stay safe, and whatever else you do, don't trip on the usual.